I'm Kyle Northcutt. Welcome to the Kids Learn Career Show. Each week I ask a different person about their job so you can know what our options are out in the world. My guest today is Stacy Hill, the head of academics at Polygens. Stacy, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kyle. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for being here. First off, can you tell me what Polygens is and what it's like to be the head of academics there? Yeah. Um, so Polygens matches teens with expert mentors to do a project in a structured and scaffolded program. And so I think it actually might be helpful to just give two quick examples. So for instance, if a student was knew how to code and was really interested in building out a game or some sort of AI algorithm, um, but they weren't quite sure where to start, they might apply to Polygents and get hooked up with an expert mentor to do a project in building out that game or building out that algorithm. Um, or if students doing science fairs or art portfolios, um, and then we also have a bunch of students who just come to us who are really interested in a topic and they just, they don't have an outlet to learn about that topic. So they come to Polygens and then they apply and, you know, they say, I'm curious about Alzheimer's disease and I'd really like to develop a project around that topic. Um, so that's a little bit about what Polygens is. And um, did you ask me another question? Uh, what it's like to be the head of academics there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, I think it's totally exhilarating. Um, and maybe for the purposes of your podcast, um, it's worth mentioning that Polygence is a startup. So this means we're a really young company and like anything, it starts really small, right? So, um, you know, like your the human body starts as a single cell and grows into trillions of cells. A startup yeah. starts with a single co-founder or two co-founders and grows into a big team. Um, and I started working at Polygents as the first person after the co-founders. So I was the first person they hired. Um, and so I get to do a lot of different things, um, including hiring new people and thinking about what the program should offer and how to serve so many students as we grow. Um, mm -hmm. So it's a really fun environment to be in. So what kinds of things do you actually do day to day at work? Yeah. Um, so... I think um, it might be helpful to, to contrast this with like a, a big organization. So like at, at a big company, um, well, okay. So at a startup, you get to do a ton of different things all the time uh, throughout the week. And I think it's helpful to contrast it with a big organization. I was like thinking of examples today. And, um, you know, if you were to work at the NFL headquarters, which is a big, massive business that's um, been around for a century with thousands of employees, you'd have a really clearly defined role within a clearly defined department like sales or marketing. Um, and maybe you'd be selling, you know, like Super Bowl commercial time slots. Um, but at a startup, there's only 10 or 50 employees, you know, in that range. Mm -hmm. And so the company is so new, you get to do a lot of different things. So here are a few things I get to do. Um, I get to interview students who come into the program, but I don't only get to interview them, I get to think about, well, what should the interview be like? Should it be 10 minutes? Should it be an hour? Um, who should interview them? What questions should we ask students? Um, I get to work with our software developers to figure out what features we wanna have on our platform. Um, and I also get to talk to students about what projects they wanna do and like how they'll showcase them. Will they put them on GitHub? Will they submit them to a competition? Um, and so I get to have my hands in a lot of different areas all at once. So when did you first know you wanted to do this kind of work? You know, I don't know if 
I ever knew I wanted this job because I don't think I ever knew it existed. Um, but I think I always knew I want, I was interested in education and, you know, my mom instilled a love for learning in me really young. And I thought maybe I'd become a school teacher or a college professor and, um, or like even thought about working for myself for a while. Mm -hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it wasn't until like Polygens was presented to me as an opportunity that I realized uh, a job like this even existed. And that's one of the Mm -hmm. things I really like about your podcast is it, Mm-hmm. It like teaches students what are the kinds of jobs out there. So did you consider other jobs or careers before this one? And can you tell us a bit about the path you took to get here? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think um, the path part is like the really important part of your question because, mm-hmm. um, you know, no one really feels like they're on a, a solid trajectory. And when I was in graduate school, actually, so I, I went to graduate school for chemistry. I started a PhD. And while I was there, I was sitting in a career seminar and um, a great guy named Mark Oppenheimer, um, who's a freelance writer. He holds an established like lectureship position at this university, um, was telling us about his career. And he was like, you know, I actually took time off from grad school Um, And I started focusing on the things that I really love to do. He was writing like a really long paper for graduate school. And he was like, but I love journalism. I want to write journalism articles. And so he sent out a bunch of cold emails to people at like the New York Times and the New Yorker and other big outlets. Mm -hmm. And um, he was just putting himself out there in the thing he loved to do. And eventually, like a friend of a friend caught wind of this and mm-hmm. he landed a position at the New Yorker for a little bit of time. And mm-hmm. he gave us the piece of advice that like, you should spend your time doing the thing you really care about because you'll set yourself up for good luck, basically. And I thought that was really bad advice, <laughs> like really bad advice. Mm-hmm. Um, and um that actually ended up happening exactly to me. So I took time off from graduate school and I was focusing my time on things I loved, which is working with teens. And um, a friend of a friend caught wind of the fact that I was mentoring a bunch of teens through high school. And they told me about Polygents and I was just so excited about Polygents that I decided to meet with the co-founders and I decided to like help them in any way that I could and actually just offered to make a flyer for them. And Um, It didn't start as anything really formal or planned. I was just like putting myself in a situation that Mm -hmm. would generate good luck for me. And and that's how I ended up at Polygents. So what do you like most and least about your job? Um, I think the hardest thing or or the thing I like least about my job is turning away students from the program. Because right now Mm -hmm. it's just we can only offer... um, mentors to so many students. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's a little bit selective and I really don't enjoy that part, but I, I do love the variety. Um, and I don't know when, like, I would love to hear a little bit about your, your life right now. Like, do you have like the same thing that you do every single day? No, I do very different things. Um, it's summer now. I have two businesses and I'm launching another one. Well, I, by the time this publishes, I will have launched it. Um, so I'm very busy recording videos and all that. Wow, that's so awesome. And um, and like, is that something that you enjoy? Is like this variety yes. or like, yeah. what do you what do you think about your day to day? Is it something you want to change? Um, 
yeah, I do enjoy it. Sometimes it just becomes a bit overwhelming. Like today, I already had an interview and I had <laughs> piano and then I had something before that. And then I have more recordings to do. So much stuff is just <laughs> Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I didn't run two businesses when I was your age, but Mm -hmm. I definitely remember being, you know, a younger version of myself and doing tons Mm -hmm. of different things all the time. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't really excited to like, quote unquote, grow up and do the same thing Mm -hmm. every day in like a really standard job. And so my favorite thing about my job is how much it's like being a kid again and doing so many different things every day. Yeah. So what level of education do you have? Was that required for your job or not? Yeah. So as I mentioned, I started a PhD, but I decided to leave partway through. I took my qualifying exams and I decided to take a leave of absence. And so I have a master's, but I would say it's definite. I, it's definitely not required if you want to join a startup, you know, in fact, I would recommend joining it, joining a startup, especially if you haven't started your formal education. This episode is sponsored by Kids Green Team, a business startup kit I created with my friend Micah. Here's the problem we learned about that we couldn't ignore. Your city doesn't recycle plastic grocery bags, shipping air pillows, bubble wrap, and other plastic like that. Whether you throw them in the trash yourself or put them in your curbside recycling bin, they're headed for a landfill or worse, the ocean. But that's where my friend Micah and I come in. We've built an entire course to teach kids like us how to turn this unnecessary waste into a successful business, profitable from month number one. Check it out at kidsgreenteam.com. Let's do some good together. Okay, now back to the show. So how much money would someone starting out in your field expect to make, and what's the long-term income potential? Yeah, so I think... That's a really good question because it varies so much among startups. So when I joined Polygents, I had just been a graduate student. I was making about $30,000 a year. Mm -hmm. Um, That's in the sciences. And that's about what I was offered when I joined Polygents. Um, But as the company grows and succeeds, your income increases with the success of the company. Mm -hmm. And so if you're at a startup that we might call Amazon, if you're one of the first employees there, you would Mm -hmm. be living very comfortably right now. But if you're you're at other startups that don't grow as big, then the income potential is less. Mm. So how much free time do you have? Like, do you work a traditional 40-hour work week more or less? Um, I don't work a 40 hour work week. I work a lot more than that. Um, and I, I mostly choose to do that, but also there's a lot to get done. Kind of like what you Mm -hmm. were saying, I bet you work more than a 40 hour work week. Mm. (laughs) Somewhat. (laughs) Nice. So what advice do you have for young people considering what you do for the job? Yeah, I would give the same advice that you know, that guy Mark Oppenheimer gave to us at that seminar, which is Mm -hmm. to start pursuing activities and projects that you care about right away. You know, think about generating good luck for yourself and put yourself in places where, where kind of opportunities will be in earshot so that, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when I joined Polygents, I, I didn't interview for the position. I didn't send in my resume. Mm-hmm. Um, they called me and said, you've been helping and we know you love this. Like, do you want to join us? And so that's kind of the situation you want to put yourself in. Wow. So this one is borrowed from Tim Ferriss, a best-selling author and one of the top podcasters in the world. What is one of the best or most worthwhile investments you've ever made? 
Okay. I'm going to answer the question, but will you do it too? Cause I've heard you ask this question to a lot of people and I've never heard your answer. Hmm. Well, I'm not really sure. Probably like starting a few businesses that's going to really help in the long term. Nice. What have you, like, what's the investment there? Is it the business itself or the stuff you've learned or something else? Uh, Stuff I've learned, the amount that I'll have for retirement age, like all that stuff. That's really cool. I want to hear more about your businesses sometime, Kyle. You got to do a podcast on those. (laughs) Okay. So the best investment I ever made Um, was I actually took a year and a half to read what's called the great books of Western civilization. And so this is like Homer's Odyssey and Plato's Republic and Milton's Paradise Lost, but also really great scientists. So um, Isaac Newton, Darwin, Einstein, just like any scientist you've heard of. I've read like their original notes, manuscripts, books, you know, letters. Um, And I did this at a small liberal arts called college called St. John's College. And it was by far the best investment I've ever made in kind of the way I see the world and and think about my life. Hmm. So is there a time in your life where you felt like you completely failed to something, but ended up helping later on in life? Yeah. Um, And I like your emphasis of felt, like it felt Mm -hmm. like a failure. um, But like, it actually wasn't because I think that's Mm -hmm. true of a lot of failures, right? Failure. Yeah. Yeah. Failure in school feels like an end state, or at least it did for me. Like if you get an F, it's like, okay, well that's the end. Mm -hmm. But failure in life is really like part of the creative process and it's on the path to success. Mm -hmm. So um, like a time that I felt like a failure was a time where I I finally got to college. None of my parents, neither of my parents went to college. Mm -hmm. I got to college. I had a full ride at this great university And I decided I wanted to leave, like it wasn't the right school for me and kind of telling my parents that and letting them down felt like a really big disappointment. Same when I left graduate school, I was like, Hey, I'm at this great graduate school. I'm going to (laughs) leave. Um, (laughs) but, um, it ended up being the best thing ever. I went, I ended up going to a small liberal arts college that I loved and I ended Mm -hmm. up joining Polygents later and yeah. So is there a person in your life, like a parent, grandparent, teacher, coach, or mentor that made a huge impact on you? If so, in what way? And would you like to give that person a quick shout out? Yeah, I'd love to give my mom a shout out. She's um, always been super supportive of me, and I really appreciate that about her. Hmm. So knowing what you know now, would you have done anything differently growing up? I would... Um, I think I would put myself in more opportunities for failure. So like failure can happen in two ways. Like you can fail at the thing you're doing, or you could just not do the thing at all. Um, and I think I didn't take enough chances, right? I didn't put myself in a position to fail enough. Um, yeah. So what's the best advice you have for young people who want to be successful in life and their work? Um, So we talked about kind of generating good luck for yourself by putting Mm -hmm. you in, putting yourself in a good situation. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe another piece of advice is you can't really avoid reading and writing in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, The, the very best CEOs, like the Nobel winning scientists, like master artists, they all know how to market um, whether Mm -hmm. intuitively or they've studied it. And so I think learning to read and write 
um, at an early age, not how they teach you in school, but how people read and write in the world and market things is, is a really important skill to develop. Awesome. Thanks, Stacey. Now it's time for the joke of the day. What's dog's favorite city? Hmm. I don't know. New Yorkie. <laughs> That's a good one, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks again for joining us on the Kids Learn Career Show. Don't forget to subscribe to the show and tell your friends. See you next time.